Welcome back to Stop, 21 Stops to Reduce Stress and Enhance Joy. This is your host, Eric Parmenter. We have now completed seven episodes under the umbrella of Stop Ignoring Your Health. We are now ready to move on to the next section, Stop Hindering Your Work. In this section, we're going to focus on your work, whether your work is a career, a stay-at-home mom, or a student. We're going to talk about different things to stop doing to give you greater productivity and accomplish more in your work. So the first uh, podcast episode in this section is called Stop Working on Low Priorities. Really, there is nothing more important than getting your priorities straight. So I hope that you'll find some helpful hints in this episode called Stop Working on Low Priorities. Section two, stop hindering your work. You may recall that section one was called Stop Ignoring Your Health, and it contained seven chapters. Now we are going to dive into section two called Stop Hindering Your Work, and it also contains seven chapters. Chapter eight, stop working on low priorities. Mr. Carnegie, Taylor said, I would advise you to make a list of 10 most important things you can do and then start doing number one. And as the story goes, a week later, Taylor received a check for $10,000. Richard Rumelt, good strategy, bad strategy. Are you like me? Do you have endless lists of things to do? My memory is not strong enough to remember all the important things to do, so I write them down. I use an organizational app that syncs with multiple devices, which contains multiple categories of my to-do list. I have a list called Eric's Today List, financial, bucket list, groceries, etc. To-do lists are great. They keep us organized and ensure that we don't forget to follow through on commitments. The problem is not the list or the number of things on our list, but how we prioritize our focus and energy. The quote above is from a famous story in which Andrew Carnegie, the Pittsburgh steel magnate and richest man in the world in the mid to late 1800s, inquired of Frederick Taylor, an efficiency expert, on how to become more effective. The brilliance in Taylor's advice was not making a list of the most important things, but starting with number one. Deciding on your number one most important thing to do with the understanding that you will then invest the majority of your time doing one activity forces you to reflect on your priorities. I developed a method early in my career that I continue to follow to this day. It was inspired by the Carnegie story, but I am not certain whether I learned it there or somewhere else. Some of the great books that I read in my early 20s included Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Del Carnegie, the Prophet by Khalil Gibran. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen R. Covey. This method might have been a combination of things I learned from those books. Number one, make a list of important things to do the next day before this day ends or early in the morning of each day. Number two, reorder the list with the number one priority at the top, number two next, and continue in descending order. Three, Decide if any of the tasks can be eliminated, delegated, or delayed, and either cross them off the list, move the date out, or take some time asking your delegate to complete the task. Number four, finally, begin working on your number one priority. 
and get as far into it as you can before moving on to number two. On this list, number four is the most important step because it starts with determining your most important priority and then forces you to focus on that priority to the exclusion of all the others, if necessary. The goal is not to accomplish as much on your list as you can in a day, as rewarding as that might be, but to make meaningful headway on your top priorities, sticking to the order of priority you've assigned each to do. If all you do is make meaningful progress on your most important priority, even without completing it, you have used your time wisely. Although this method has produced fantastic results for me, it has always been difficult to execute. It has become even more difficult over the years as I work in more distracting environments. Open floor plans and offices and the proliferation of digital devices that call out for our attention and increased demands on my time make this level of focus challenging. I will admit that I am not able to do this every day, but when I do, I accomplish much more. Incidentally, I rarely face criticism for not completing something of lesser importance when I am focused on my most important priorities. Setting aside time in the week to follow up on emails and other tasks helps keep me more focused during the rest of the time. Reviewing my calendar at the beginning and end of each week and eliminating meetings, setting aside preparation times, and prioritizing my work as part of our Corporate Performance Athlete Initiative at work fits right into this method. We work in teams in my company, and that involves many meetings, conference calls, and frequent coordination with colleagues and clients. I have found that sharing my top priorities with my team and my clients, as my boss does with his team, serves multiple aims. First, it lets everyone on my team know where my priorities are and how I plan to spend the majority of my time. Others give me more grace when I do not complete other tasks that are not high priority because my team understands the importance of focus. Second, it allows team members to align their priorities and workflow with mine so that we are all working on high priorities. Third, while the priorities of each individual differ, my priorities are aligned with those of my boss and his with corporate objectives, and my team's priorities are aligned with mine. The result? We reach most of our goals and see the impact of our work. What would your day be like if your to-do list was shortened and more meaningful? Would you have more energy? Andrew Carnegie said, the men who have succeeded are men who have chosen one line and stuck to it. The broad application of this saying, to me, is not that we only have one career in life, but that we will accomplish more by deliberately choosing what not to do in life, in a career, or an educational pursuit. Having your key priority top of mind allows you to sharply focus each day. Hiram Smith, the co-founder of Franklin Covey said, when your daily activities are in concert with your highest priorities, you have a credible claim to inner peace. Therefore, when you stop focusing on low priorities, you'll find that your schedule yields less stress and evokes more joy and allows you to achieve greater well-being and higher personal performance. Questions for reflection. What are your top three priorities right now? 
how much time do you spend on priorities other than your top three on average per day? What things do you spend time on that, if eliminated altogether, would evoke greater well-being?